Hello and welcome, and thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Cultured Nerd Podcast. Episode 7 will be about Stranger Things 4. Has it been the best season yet, or is this just the beginning? Is it going to get weirder? Is it going to get stranger? Is it going to get more crazy? Let's talk about it, because this show has been a crazy one. So, um, kind of like the rest of the world, I binged watched the crap out of Stranger Things this last week. Yeah, you and did. um, yeah, I did. Um, that's but, the know, before, only way to watch it. Do people watch really, it? It's the most bingeable show. You watch it in one fell swoop as as much as possible. Yeah, you do. But before we talk about it, let's talk about another thing that people are binging. Oh yeah. When is the last time you watched an episode of Smallville, Tom? I mean, I, I don't even... Probably forever. What do you say we revisit? Well, like watch an entire episode? <laughs> no, I mean like watch an entire series. Join Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum every week as they rewind every episode of Smallville and discuss their experiences with friends, fans, and co-stars. Talkville, the ultimate Smallville podcast. Tom looks more buff now than he ever did as a kid. He looks super buff. He could be Superman yeah. again. He could no, absolutely he could. be Superman again. And I was I was so bummed out that he didn't wear the suit. Uh, and then multiple times they've asked him to come back and do it. Like in the Crisis on Infinite Earths, like he could have been a Jack Superman. I don't know why they didn't like do that. Um, I mean, if you watch the show Lucifer, he got hella jacked for that show. He's he's a big boy in that show. Yeah, he plays. He, I'm not going to say who he plays for people who haven't seen it, but he's like, I was watching it. I'm like. Damn, Superman got big. <laughs> Wait a second. We're not here to spoil Lucifer. We're here to spoil another show about demons and things from the ground and the upside down. Stranger Things season four Spoiler has alert. dropped. Yeah. We will talk that we will talk so much about this season that if you haven't seen it yet, first off, if you haven't seen it yet, where have you been? Because everyone who's anyone who's already watched the entire show <laughs> off of day two. So anyone who's it. Anyone has already watched all of it, girlfriend. So go bid your little booty off so you can talk about it with us. Yep. Snap. No, but seriously. Um, it, it truly is the best thing that Netflix has. Like, oh it's goodness. so funny that all that, we, there was all that, there was all those talks about, you know, cutting of stuff. Listen, Netflix has a world of hurt. The recession is coming, everybody. The money is only going to get tighter in your household. People are going to, cut these streaming services but boy is is stranger things something to get netflix for it is so good yeah no seriously like i have i don't know i when i first when the first show came out i made my wife sit down and watch it with me and she was like okay cool let's watch this and then she immediately started loving the clash and just like fell in love with that song and now kate bishop has been a thing that has destroyed my newsfeed. um because if you if you're at all on social media, and you watch one TikTok or reel, every other song will be some random uh, running up the hill. Kate Bush so nothing song? to do yeah. with Stranger Things, but they're using that song. Oh, I mean that just I think that speaks to it, 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 the fact that they can take content from such a long time from 20 years ago and repurpose. I mean 30, 
30 years ago at this point, 35 years ago, whatever that song was. Um, Think about how old we are. That I know, I know. Well, us. I know it was so before like, the song was right before me. I don't know that. I know Peter Gabriel. I know all the other people from the eighties. I don't know Kate Bush. Yeah, no. Um, I knew Kate Bush because I know music and I like music. And I had a friend who had a record store and he brought that up and I knew that song when it came out. So I'm like, okay, this is what they're doing. Cool. They made some deep cut references to music that people probably never heard of. Yeah, and that the episode. Way that they, yeah, they, that song. They, that was probably one of the best, most intense episodes of this entire series. It was essentially like, for people who watch Lost, that was the constant. That was the episode that you're like, that was the payoff. Like, that. this is why you watch the show, for that one moment. Like, when that episode happened, that whole sequence, I was on the edge of my seat like, is this going to happen? Are they going to are they gonna kill the little ginger girl? Could they do um, this? Not not only did they set it up so well where the way that everyone else, all the other kids, again, I'm not watching this week to week. You're just watching this. You're watching one. Every time a child brutally dies, the, the, the cheerleader in the trailer, when you see it, the way that it bends back. Now the CGI is a little goofy, whatever. A child is being destroyed in front of your eyes. It is such horrific stuff. And the series just doesn't yeah. back down. It holds its own. It's all of these characters have seen so many terrible things. This is another Tuesday. They've seen so much awful stuff. The new awful stuff is just par for the course. Yeah. But on that same note, this show was, this show has all been about escalation, right? Like season one, you had 11 and the Demigorgon, the threat of the singular Demigorgon, right? And then when the Demigorgon comes through, they're able to stop it. And then Eleven is able to use her powers to, like, stop Papa and then, like, take the Demigorgon back. And then in the second season, you get the Mind Flare, right? Yeah. And it went, like, from zero to, like, a thousand, like, right off the bat. Season three, you had the Mind Flare now coming into our world by melting people and making himself a people body, which was pretty horrific in its own, own sense. Like, he literally liquefied people and rats and made a body out of it. I feel like you talk about we should talk about the seasons around the set pieces. The first season was the was the light bulbs in the room, right? The talking light bulbs on the wall. Season three was the mall. What was season two? The streets? Season two. Season oh, two ghost. was like some was summer break and like hanging out at the pool and like going like being teenager. No, that was that was season three. What was season two? What was season, season two? two? Season two was around Halloween and it was the kids um realizing that. They can't be kids anymore because remember yeah. they draw, dress up as Ghostbusters and they were the only kids at their school who dressed up for Halloween because apparently the rest of the school was like, we're too old for this. Yeah. Okay. So I, it was kind I, of like, it was a series, it was a season about like moving away from childhood, but not quite being, because that was also the season where Will got possessed and he was like full on exorcist. And you know what's funny is I haven't watched the previous season since I've watched them the first time. They really? always so yeah, they always strongly resonate with me. And it's so funny that of all the shows that we rewatched, I haven't gone back and rewatched those ones. Um, season four is still ringing in my head. I watch this show and go, man, did they look out with these kids? That these kids are giving performances at different levels they 
the the uh, the Millie Bobby Brown is that her name? Is that the eleven yeah. girl? I I I just she's so strong and so connected with that character and the way that she portrays it. Uh, the, the, they they might they're they're like the Harry Potter kids, correct? I mean, what is right. what other would you what else would you compare them? They've gotten better with every movie. The movies have all gotten darker, and they feel like movies. We're now going to get a movie at the end of all of this, but they feel like movies. <laughs> we are definitely getting a movie out of all this because I think people need to realize that for as long as the first seven episodes were, was it the seven episodes? It was seven episodes that we saw so far, right? Yeah. These last two episodes are like essentially three more hours like we're gonna get half of the season in one hit and i don't know about you but a 30 second little clip about what we were going to be getting with like the russia like keeping all of their monsters they catch in boxes and and i'm 100 i'm banking on someone is going to die and our, we're all going to collectively cry in a few weeks when like it's probably going to be will or it's probably going to be steve or it's going to be someone like that like it's going to be someone that we emotionally invested in and it's going to rip our hearts out of our butts it could be any of the kids. It at could this be any point, of the kids. It, at this point, if it's it could be Uma Thurman's daughter, who I every she's so funny and she her screen presence they write for these kids so well, and it's crazy yeah. that there's all of this CG, there's all of this great world, and the scenes are pretty funny. The scenes in the movie store make our fun and are like a fun thing where they're going through the database of names to look for the weed guy. Great. It's so fun. It's, it's, it's like a little bit more than Sabrina, the teenage witch, like that show, like they're not as dumb as those kids, but they do cool. <laughs> CG stuff. They do cool. I, I'm, I'm so impressed that they've been able to get this main story on focus and on track. And even when this is all over, we could go to any weird jump off place. You could call it Stranger Things Detroit, Stranger Things, you know, other places in the world where strange things happen. And you can go big or little with your stories. I, I, uh, you know, previously you were talking about the oversaturation of Star Wars. I want more things in this vein. I love it so much. And they do so much great stuff with this new season. Yeah. Um, I mean, how, how else can you say it? I mean, this new season, um, I felt bad because... It um, took three years to film? Not even that. No, that's not why I felt bad. I felt bad because I told my wife and my son I would wait to watch it with them. Oh, and you and, lied right to their faces. No, I was like, I'll wait for you guys. I'll wait for you guys. And then like when it came out, I watched the first two episodes without them. And I'm like, I got to go back. I got to start this over with you guys. And like, I had, I even told my wife, I'm like, Steph, I did something bad. I'm so sorry. I did something bad. She's like... Did you did you drop the baby? I'm like, no, but I watched the first two episodes of Stranger Things without you. And she's like, How am I gonna trust you anymore? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, you haven't held the baby in weeks. In weeks you haven't touched that baby. No, like, <laughs> but like this whole season, it was the beauty of binge watching is that when you can watch on your own pace, you can watch three or four episodes at once, get tired, go about your day, and then come back and go to it. Uh, they're playing uh, there's tropes of the show that they've created with and it was funny that you talked about how your wife found the Clash song and liked it right or is it the should I say that that resonated with her 
I didn't know what song was going to be the song this season. It just happened to be Running Up a Hill, which was a banger of a song, which just really? like, oh, yeah. It just the way that they, the way this, uh, the execution of all of that and coming off of the heels of like those scenes that are very clearly Silence of the Lambs, where the oh, two girls right? are, yeah, pretending to be Jodie Foster. Great scenes. Right. And clearly, clearly this whole show, took major inspiration of like uh the nightmare on elm street and they got freaking freddy krueger in there and yeah and they also like cite their sources they like very uh, one of the first or second episodes they're like you know about freddy krueger you know about his demon prisons inside your mind and it's like yeah that's what we're going to be doing here yeah um, my wife keeps asking she's like when do you think they're going to start making like the fourth wall breaks like when do you think there's going to be a beetlejuice reference and the joyce is going to be sitting there like i've never seen that movie or some like some on the nose kind of a joke with some of these actors who were clearly in '80s things. Like, I don't know. I, I'm waiting for whoever's going to come into the the story we next. Get, we get one. We get one where Joyce sees the the poster for Beetlejuice and she goes, "That looks like a good movie." I think we. I think that's. I think that's all. We get one of it, and it's very quick. Yeah. Or um, then I get the video search. Like, what if you got this one? They're like, we've already seen Beetlejuice. It wasn't that funny. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, that's like, something good. like that. That's good. That's good. That's all we'll get, right? But there's some this really show, great, um, there's really great storytelling. Um, the other directors on the show, like the however the however it is broken down, there's not a loss of continuity or the flavor of the show always feels there. Um, sometimes you know you. Like on the original Twin Peaks, you can very clearly tell which which ones are the David Lynch episodes. There's a yeah. feeling to those episodes. Uh, oh, it's the, weird and, now. Okay, yeah, David Lynch must be behind the right. camera. And on the return, it's all you know, eighteen hours of David Lynch, which is fabulous. Um, the show is consistent from episode to episode. Themes feel good. Characters feel. I enjoy. Uh, you know, all of the fun character bits are all earned. I love the scene when they're just using their D&D terms to be like, oh, well, this must be like a general. This is like the terms. And they just talk about it with confidence of like, right, we don't have to justify the world. Everyone's into the world of Stranger Things at this point. We just, right? we're just here to go along with you. Fun, fun. One of the things that I've always liked about this show is that they don't, it's not like other shows about teenagers, right? Like you said, Sabrina yeah. the Teenage Witch. It's not that. It's not like Power Rangers or anything like that, where it's like almost like a glamorized version of that part of your adolescence. This show is very much like you watch it and you're like, that's kind of how I was when I was a kid. I had one friend who would swear a lot and we would just pretend not to swear when his parents were around. Or um, these are the conversations that we would all have. Like you and I would have these conversations when we were 12. And my, my son was like, how do these kids keep getting out of the house? Why aren't their parents looking for them? I'm like, you don't know what it was like growing up in the 80s and 90s. We could leave. And then when the sun came down, if we were back in the house and the, the streetlights turned on, something, something was wrong. But they, you, you, they just trusted just that we would not die out there. There was no beeps. There was no beeps when you left the house. Nothing beeped yeah. or booped or made any noises. You could just, just crawl out a window. Yeah, like our parents would just be like, oh, where, where are they at today? I don't know. They're out there with their friends somewhere. Do you know what they're doing? They know better. They know good enough. Like that's how it kind of dirt. Was. There was a lot of dirt hills in the early nineties by our houses. You could just play in the dirt hills for a long yeah. time, and then and come there was home. that one like summer where we were just like playing like tag and had to go seek in a construction site. Clearly, super dangerous. 
but we did it anyways. <laughs> right. But that's what this show's kind of like. This whole vibe of the show is that it kind of has that realism to it, where like the t- the kids actually feel like they're not watered down versions of the kids of that age. Well, they're also playing. They're actually high school kids. They're yeah. actually 16, 17. They're not 25 year olds. And, right. and you know, Riverdale and all of those shows, I mean, they're great, but they're 25 year olds. And listen, those, those are shows about dating and I don't want to see children. I don't want to sexualize children. That's not the point of that. But those shows are a, a different type of fantasy where this show the strangeness of the upside down, the fact that there is a demon dimension literally on the other side of this town seeping through at all ports uh, is more than enough. And I love, I mean, this season felt the most Scooby-Doo, did it not? Oh, yeah. But it also felt like, I don't know, it felt so... I don't know the best way you kind of brought it up earlier. Like it's like Harry Potter, where the first two were all happy-go-lucky, like oh they saved the world. There's a giant snake, yeah they saved the world. And then like the last two, they're like seventeen, and oh no, that girl in my class just got eaten by a werewolf, and this dude just got impaled. Like it's they're aging with the characters in a way that's like it feels natural, you know, but also it feels like it's aging with their perception of time and the perception of those around them. Like uh, when we're younger, we we see things in a more glossed over, glamorous way, and then as we get older, we get more cynical. And the show seems to be getting cynical with the age of the kids. Yeah, I will tell you, I do need some payoff for the California kids who went on the Utah adventure, where they that just guns were drawn on them. They've had the worst of it, and I don't know where that pays off. I mean, everyone's got to get back together again. So I'm excited for that to happen, but I was like, boy, are they going way out of the way to get up to yeah. Utah. They Their payoff is going to be they're going to go from Utah back over to Nevada, pick up yeah. 11, and go back to Indiana. They're going to like bring their giant weapon with them to go kill the monster. That's the payoff they, we're going to get. Do you think that – because they're, they're, I'm so – the way they do action is so good. Do you think we see just 11 just choking monsters, like just flying like Neo and just choking monsters everywhere? Do we feel like it's going to be like that? Or do I, I feel like it's going to be kind of like X-Men where she's going to be like the Jean Grey just like floating in and dissolving things around her? Like that's where I see it going. Yeah, she has to, to like – yeah, she has to destroy the other dimension, right? Like she yeah. has to like – it can't exist anymore. Also, she's a killer. We, she hit that girl with the roller skate. She's a killer now. We know it. She's got that instinct inside of her. Well, I mean, breaking her nose and and killing those guards. I mean, it's not really comp. She was always a killer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I think by giving us context to who she is and like, I thought the twist for number one was was obviously it was very like, I I saw it coming. Right. It yes. wasn't like oh my god, I, this was so out of left field. Like. I saw that coming from a mile away, but it did not feel wrong. Agreed. You watched it and you're like, I'm okay with this. This was predictable, but in the best way humanly possible. Yeah. And, and I think that they're, you know, they're trying to paint with tiny circles here. You know, they're trying to connect all of these things, but they're, they try to bring it, you know, stretch it as far as you can and then work your way up there. And I thought they did a good job with it. I, you yeah. know, that, you know, I, the fact that there's a full demon swamp thing that they just, you know, that's just casually there and is gorgeous looking and they get great stuff out of that performance and out of that suit. You know, yeah. 
I, I don't want to bury the lead. I guess that's the thing you don't want to talk about, the new monster of the show. That's what people are going to discover. But, like, it's great, and it's terrifying, and it's all of those things. Right. It's – the monster is up close. The monster gra- – beforehand, you could run from the Demigorgon. It could miss you. You could hide from it. You can't hide from this guy. He goes into your dreams. And is that what makes him scarier? So the Demigorgons were – the first monster was the – this – obviously faceless beast right and you could fight it with fire you could hit it you could do this and it didn't have any sort of personality right the the mind flayer it wanted to possess will and you it kind of had a voice when it was speaking through will a little bit but now that we have the mind flayer something that was human that is now a monster that can use a logic with you and it basically is rationalizing what it's doing while it's doing it i think that makes it even more terrifying because he's coming up to them. He's preying on their fears, full Freddy Krueger style. And then he's like, he's he's preying on their guilt. Like, you did this. Let me help you relieve that pain. Let me take it from you. And, and then you see that they're dying, but they're accepting it. Yeah, but that's the most that's, perverse way possible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's also, I mean, that's, if you were to describe teenagers it's it's actively doing things that make you feel guilty and yeah, at well, the time you feel incredibly guilty about it everyone tells you should feel guilty about it i mean that's that's just like that's just that age as well yeah because i mean when we were teenagers we made one mistake or two we would just be like the world is over i did this everything's ruined my life is over and then like the next day you're like well, I'm just gonna wake up, eat no, my fruit loops. You have no context for things. You've only been right. on the planet 15 years. These things feel very important to you at the time. And then you have some reference to time, and you're like, oh shit, that was nothing. Right? <laughs> but no, on, on, on kind of an, on a separate note, but kind of relevant to that same topic, was that essentially what the, what the Vecna is doing is assisted suicide. That he's using their guilt to allow them to Ooh. feel like maybe this is the way yeah. I'm doing this. But I was watching another amazing show that I think people need to stop sleeping on. It's the Orville from mm. Seth MacFarlane, the Star Trek show, which is probably the best Star Trek show since the original Star Trek. It's right. amazing. People, people that are really excited about the genre and want to do the stories, they would never thought were actually going to happen in Star Trek. Right. But in the first episode of this new season, there was this whole debate about suicide. This one character felt guilt for everything and saw the world as it was right then, and then essentially killed himself, and they found a way to bring him back, and the whole moral was that they were like, what you don't have is the benefit of understanding that time, that there's no problem that time cannot fix. Mm. And that was what they were kept impounding, like, look, the situation sucks right now, yes. I see why you did what you did, but time will fix it. You just need to be patient and allow time to heal that wound. And with Stranger Things in season four, you have a lot of these situations where these kids think that the situation is it because they don't understand the concept of, or they don't have the context of time, right? The Vecna is preying on these kids and preying on their guilt, and they're just letting it happen because they don't know that time will absolve that guilt. And well, I think we're, 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 we're definitely building, you know, multiple people said a war is coming to Hawkins, 
And I think we're going to get an end game. I think that the the dimensions are going to merge. I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see fighting in the streets. I think we're going to get all of our characters do some wrestler signature move and kill a bat monster and move to the next scene. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's all, I think that's what this is all building towards. Right. I mean, the Vecna had killed how many kids, three kids so far. And uh, opened up three gates with each uh, kill. Uh, right. Uh, that we know. And they can absolutely be like, oh, he's killed. He's been killing kids. I mean, however many kids you want him to right. have killed. Yeah. They we can, saw they can off screen a couple people. Right. Yeah, they, for we, sure. We can accept that. Yeah. Right. But what we we know is that the big, the big hunt make Eleven a superhero. She's now free of her guilt because now she doesn't blame herself for killing all the other kids because she now knows one did it. So now her guilt is free. Time healed that wound. So now she's going to become powerful again and realize that she's not a monster. And she's going to come back. Yeah, but I don't think she comes back like the superhero. I think she's going to be, I think she comes back like Freddy Cougar. I think she comes back like a Jason. Yeah, I, I, I think that her intentions are good, but demon powers lead to demon things bloody noses and ripping off heads she will accomplish her goals she has things that she loves and she will protect them i think in my my opinion it's probably going to happen for her is that at the end of season five i i I fully expect 11 to die right yeah i expect her to close the gate or destroy the upside down or whatever it is and that be the the thing that does it right and it's going to be kind of what we we got the tease of in the first season where she willingly accepted that she could die by throwing the thing back through the gate yeah but it's not going to be the tease anymore like we keep getting these little teases where something bad is going to happen but they always get saved but now they've even said these next finale this next final season this is the game of thrones where no one is safe anymore people are going to die yeah but it's also but it's also game of thrones written by fans it's written by people that are fans of their own show. They, you know what I mean? That they, they, it, in Game of Thrones, the end of it felt so rushed and slapdash for no reason because the early stuff had been so calm and patient and took its time. Um, and this show is very clearly setting up these people and these relationships. And, you know, we're, uh, I, I'm excited for the movie that pays off all of these things. I think yeah. that that's, I think we get, I think it's going to be satisfying. But I wonder if they have more in them. You know, do yeah. you think we follow these boys? Do you think we see these boys in five years? Do you think we see these boys when they go to college? What I think is interesting is that when they film this season, they film this season as if these kids were like sophomores or juniors. And now that the show, they they, they acknowledge that they're going to have to age with the show. So whatever yeah. happens in the finale, there's going to be a three or four year time jump. They're going to be pushing straight up onto 89 or 90. That's so true because it literally was filmed. It took three years to film. That was probably four years ago at this point. We're going to, when we revisit these characters in season five, we're going to see them out of high school. You think there's going to be a season five? They already announced it. Season five is the finale season. Right. But that's just the wait. Okay. So the end of season four is the movie. And then we get a season five. It's not even a movie. So it's the last two episodes are movie length, but they're still episodes. Okay, and then we're going to get a season five? We're going to get a season five, and season five is going to be like banana balls. Like, it's going to be the hardcore shit. Oh, boy. Taylor, I was, I was, I, I I was, I'm very excited to know that because we're going to finish up with high school. Uh, 
because that's what I, as I'm watching this, I'm like, man, if, if something ends the world or the town, the kids don't get prom. Like, I know it's a silly thing to think, but we've gone through all these milestones. Why would we not do that milestone on the show? Wouldn't it be weird, though, like if they started the next season, like the season five, and it's like they're like 18 or 19, and one of them comes out with like a kid, you know? like Sure. If they just sure. like straight up like started off like we had peace, we lived it like we had peace, and now we had no idea that the worst war was right around the corner, and Yo. now we know what we're fighting for. Wait, now that I know that there's a fifth season, what if we just go Chaos Dimension? Like she closes the gate, but like unfortunately the world's merged and season five starts with them and like just terminator 2 just shooting demons with guns ah! like, just, an eye patch, like just, just we've like been we fighting for yes, so long yes. i mean that's the other thing you know i don't th- you're they've been so great with their tone and with their references and keeping within that within that genre of high school film you're, you're very correct there is a, a definitely a, a a big uh Big homage to Nightmare on Elm Street. Not only tones and, and characters. I mean, the cheerleading character especially. You know what I mean? That's right out of that, yeah. where those characters have never been what our characters are. Um, yeah, I, I'm i glad to know that there's more. I wonder what happens. Or I wonder, because I feel like the charm of the show as well is that we don't lose anybody. You don't want to watch Scooby-Doo knowing that Velma was murdered. <laughs> I, I see them having a death, but I don't see them having, like, all the deaths. You know, I feel like one character yeah. is going to die, and we're going to get one death. And I do feel like it's probably going to be Will, solely because Will was such a huge focus in the first two seasons that a death, like, his death would be a massive gut punch to literally every single character. And they did him so dirty with that haircut. He really should. I mean, he's just, he's got the worst haircut on the show. Like, I 100% feel like they're going to go like full on like like it part two, right? You're going to, Will's going to die and all his like deathbed or whatever. He's going to tell like Mike that he's like, he's like, I loved you. I'm sorry I never told you. And then he's going to die and you're going to be like, oh no. Uh, I think from what you just said and the will they won't they with Steve and the reporter girl. Yeah. I think they might kill off the older brother. Think Jonathan might die. I think John. I think the older brother of Will's. I think he is the thing that has to go so that they can mourn, and then he can move in with them as their new fake brother. I think it's <laughs> going to be something like that. Because who does Nancy? Who does Nancy choose? Does she choose the boy? He's turned into a good boy. The jock boy from the first seasons turns out. Well, he's one of our favorite characters on the show. That was the biggest twist of the entire show to me was that Steve, the kid we hated so much in the first season, became the best character of the damn show. <laughs> he's the best. He's just the he's he is the he's the bully from any 80s movie. If you just were if 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 he learned the lesson at the end of the movie and then we started the next day with him. He's like, okay, I'm on the block. Hey, you like he's still who he is, but he's, he's a good literally guy. he's literally the guy from uh from Cobra Kai, like he is the reformed bully who we now root for. <laughs> but but the guy from Cobra Kai still knows Kung Fu, so he's still kind of cool. <laughs> but no, I don't know, man. I I don't know who could be the death. Like I don't think they're gonna kill Max because they already teased teased they 
it would to kill her would just be like to waste that episode. She ran up the hill. She wanted to trade places with her brother. She wished God would have killed her, but then she chose to live. And the boy that she hadn't been talking to, he knew the song because he still's got a crush on her. This is all great storytelling. This is yeah. built up. I, it's I could so see good. the time jump. And be like, oh, now they have a kid together. They got married because he loved her so much. Oh, like, the the kids have gone through so much trauma. They, they're not, even though they're children, emotionally they're not children. Eleven yeah. is basically married to that boy. Their parents are kind of what, like, what do we do about it? Like, you know, <laughs> but like, yeah, all they're of just that like, stuff. All right, cool, whatever. I mean, they're getting married. We know this. Like, they got that cabin in the woods that no one's living in. Someone's got to move back into that cabin to make it livable again. Yeah, no, Hopper's going to move back and marry Joyce, and then Will and Eleven are going to live in that cabin. And, like, that's what's going to happen. Hopper's storyline is so nuts that they were like, let's do a gulag story in our Stranger Things. Let's just have a prison story in the middle of our thing. Can we just let Hopper get cynical and talk about how he's just going to die and then have, like, an 11th hour epiphany about his purpose in the universe is to protect the people he loved? I'm like... That was the most emotionally draining roller coaster of a character arc that I was yeah. not ready for. He's Logan, right? He's Wolverine. You can't stop him. He regenerates over time. He's just a monster of a man. But like just just like Logan, right? Like he was cynical, he was broken, and then at the end he realized what he was fighting for and he got that beautiful papa moment because he he basically accepted that that kid was his kid. And that he needed to protect it at all costs. And that's what we got. And now I'm just like, I swear to God, if they if they kill Hopper, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be done with the show forever. Hopper's gotta die. Hopper's gotta die. He's gotta fight him in a in a in a cave with a sword, and then he blows up dynamite. And but we had that ending already. Me. We had that ending with season three where he I sacrificed know. himself. I know, but it didn't take. Now he's really it gotta didn't do take. It. That's why they're not going to do it. They're not going to keep doing the same thing. That's why Max yeah. is immune now because she had like her running up the hill moment. She's safe. Hopper had his moment. He's safe. Winona Ryder could finally make the sacrifice and go live in the upside down for a while and come out like a grizzled, turn into a Sarah Connor. She could be the one that turns into that would on be the funny. other side. She comes back all jacked to the headband like, I'm here to save you. I'm here to <laughs> save you. You don't know what's over there. And, she, and he's like, I'm the one who saves you. And she's like, not today, mister. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. I, I love that the world feels it's open to these things. And I also yeah. forgot I just forgot that Stranger Things feels like summertime for some reason. The other ones were on July 4th last year, or you know, a couple years ago. It was on that, you know, the show was about July weekend, but it also happened then. The next one's gonna come out what July 2nd? Yeah. It's just like a summertime. There's just like a summer feel to it. It's like it's yeah. that adventure I always want to go on. Really, it is. And I don't know. I, th- I think fans kind of pointed out that this season took place right before summer break. I mean, it took place during spring break, right? And one of the episodes was literally Will's birthday, and they didn't acknowledge it. And I feel like even though the writers knew they realized they messed up, that they're going to acknowledge the fact that their lives have become so complicated that even trivial things like birthdays aren't even a big deal anymore. Yeah, I feel like that. Like when the town, when the town, when the mom was freaking out, like, what are we going to do now? It's like, right, you've lived, th- these things aren't hearsay. Monsters live in the forest, everybody, and they're terrifying, and it just pops up all the time. So 
yeah, I, it's now one thing I yeah. want to talk about is uh, little Homeland Junior, aka the captain of the basketball team. Oh yeah, yeah. What about God. that kid? Did it was like I know that a lot of people, like myself included, cheered when Eleven smacked that crate that crazy bully in the face of the roller skate. Like I was like, yes, that's what she gets because she work. Um, when this guy eventually gets his. I'm not going to be sad because they did. They made such a good job at me hating him for everything that he is. <laughs> yeah, he he is essentially like a cult leader. Like he you radicalized an entire town on a religious notion that there's D and D is making demon children. It's like, like I was watching this. Like I hate so much of the paranoia of the '80s that this is a thing that really did exist. Oh, it's so like, it's tied in so wonderfully, and it's also great to see. The trope of the bully character who's not a racist. He is a bully and an asshole and believes all these things, but he is fine with all ethnicities. It's I I all of these things that the show does as well, that it's able to age up sort of these 80s tropes, but put them into a different kind of shape. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna get his comeuffins. He's just got it. He's gonna think it's Jesus, but it's not Jesus. It's gonna be someone from the upside down. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, what set pieces haven't we gone back to? I feel like they're gonna blow up a gym. I feel like they're gonna do. They're gonna blow up the school. I feel like we get something big for the final, for the last short hurrah. Maybe the maybe the trailer park, or maybe they're gonna go back to Hawkins Labs and find out that underneath the lab they had their own cache of crap, and they're gonna have to destroy the lab. I mean, they have to go right. You said they opened three doors plus the door in the lake, and then. Correct. There's the lake door, there's the trailer park door, and then there's that one in the middle of the freeway that everyone forgot existed. Yes, yes, which I think is going to be, I think like, oh yeah, that's the one you really should be watched out for. And then also, yeah. right, there could be anything underneath that lab. There could be anything you want to. Also, there's probably something in Russia, right? You're going to find out that there's something is going on with that facility. There, There's monsters. We're going to go on a monster. We're going to go on a dungeon crawl, right? He's gonna, well, like, we go we saw the- that in the preview that Hopper and Joyce find that like essentially like an armory of monsters all trapped up in boxes. Like, you know that Russia's been hoarding some crap, so they're going to walk in this room and be like, <laughs> it's like the, the the warehouse from Indiana Jones with like, oh, but there's monsters, not not boxes of relics. It's monsters. Uh, and it's funny that you, you know, the show loves its homages to things. We have not had a uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark God coming down and sucking the souls out of everybody. We haven't yeah. seen we haven't seen something like that, right? You know what I mean. That's all we haven't seen that yet. This movie would we've been be getting right close, more. and I feel like when the mind flare comes through this the, the highway portal, that's what I'm going to be calling because that's the one they keep forgetting about. <laughs> sure, the highway um, portal. We're probably going to get this moment where like that some some poor soul is going to be driving their car down and <clears throat> like right into the portal thing, and then the monsters are going to like pull the car and just eat the dude, and then like they're going to crawl out in droves. Like that's what we're probably going to get. Do we think psychic insane moment? Do we think bad guy ever looks like that pretty blonde boy again? Do you think he projects that on or no? That's what he looks like now. He this I think that's who he is now, and he's just gonna he's just gonna accept it and just start murdering people because because the little eleven girl made him a monster, so I'm gonna be the monster she made me look like, kind of a thing. Mm. Or maybe he was promised a new shot at reality by the mind player if he does all this crap and. Oh yeah, any of yeah for for sure yeah yeah. Help me shape reality. You can do whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do after you help me destroy this other place. 
I mean, because that's his whole motivation. He believes he can re literally reshape reality around himself. So he's probably like, I can bring this monster here. We can start isn't clean that, the slate. Isn't and... that the tale that the Emperor told? Isn't that the same lie that they told uh, Darth Vader? Darth Sidious was able to change the face of people. Isn't that exactly what he told to that guy? Pretty much. I, I don't know. I, I'm starting to think that the Mind Flare may not be the big bad versus the Vecna, because the Vecna is the the start of it all, right? And I think he could probably be like, well, I'm just using the Mind Flare to get my goal, and like, like, oh no, so you're worse. Okay. Yeah, and they keep, and you know, what's funny is they've, 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 show, they've said, you know, this guy's a foot soldier, this guy's a sorcerer, this guy's a Who's the Red Dragon? I don't think we've seen that character. You know, I think that's what all this build towards. If this is Dungeons and Dragons, the biggest creature, right, is a dragon. That's the thing. It's like the big, yeah. whatever the big bad in the game is, that's what this is building towards. The demon yeah. guy from that Disney cartoon, Fantasia from 1955. I mean, that guy's got to show up. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, we got, what, three weeks until we see and the internet collectively melts down again for these next two episodes? I I love that we I love that nerddom has attached to this. I like this feels so the I don't know. Why how are they doing fan service better than other shows? Cuz I don't feel like it's very fan servicey, but it is all fan service cuz it's all my characters. We I refer to that girl as 11. I want her to she is 11 to me. I see her in other movies. I'm like, "Oh, 11's pretending to be Sherlock Holmes. That's cool." Like when she was in Godzilla, I'm like, "Just pick him up." Just <laughs> Just rip his mouth open. Like the bad guy's coming at you, shooting at you. Just stop him. Like, I what would, are you doing, girl? I would love to see Godzilla versus a psychic Akira type eleven. Just, just like getting chomped on, but putting up force field. Ah, like just like fighting yeah. Godzilla. That'd be great. I don't know, but all right. So, um, final thoughts. Was season four the best thing ever, or do you think it can top it? Ah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it will top it. I think there's too much momentum. I think they got lightning in a bottle with that running up the hill. I think that that the way that they incorporated that, I don't think they can. They're going to try to force it again. I don't think they can ever do it. I think this was a. They did so well. The that cultural crossover that the that the scene resonated with people that I wanted to listen to the song so that I could remember that intensity of it. I mean, that's some um, great stuff. Yeah. Also, there's going to be an entire generation that's going to have Vietnam flashbacks of Max running up that hill. Yeah, that <laughs> that's right. We hear the song and like, It was so scary. She started, she did that, she did that thing in the middle of the field that was so scary. There's no wires there. That would freak you the hell out if you were a kid. Freaked me out when I saw it. I mean, like, <laughs> what do you mean a kid? Like, 35-year-old dude, that was an intense scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm so happy that this show doesn't shy away, and I'm happy that the cast has been able to age with it. it. It feels so satisfying. You know, maybe I need to go back and watch it, and maybe those first episodes were innocent. The show has never felt innocent to me. It, it, it has always felt kids doing extraordinary things, and now they feel like tiny 25-year-olds, but they're not. They look like babies still. So I like, just I mean, love to put it into context, I mean, they're all still like, same age as their characters. Tom yeah. Welling was 24 when he was playing Clark Kent at age 14. This is not the case. These characters are 14 playing 14-year-olds. 
He was 24 playing a 14-year-old. What do you think a 14-year-old looks like? What do you hey, mean hey, he's 14? Hey, 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 he was Superman. <laughs> I guess his body absorbed the sun. He looked like a 24-year-old. Yeah, he had insane mu- muscle man. definition for a 14-year-old. Crazy, crazy. I Yeah, I got to, okay, I'll ask. I have, Yeah, that's an amazing, that's a crazy fact to know. That's a crazy fact to know. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Michael Rosenbaum was like 29, but he was supposed to be like 25 in that show. So sure, he's sure. supposed so to be the, older. Yeah, he's just, he's just, he's just, he's just, gonna, just fudging it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Do you think that that breadcrumb, that there's other 11s that live on the streets that are like the new mutants, do you think those kids ever pop back up, uh, pop back up again? Well, that was originally supposed to be a spinoff show that never happened. I hope they revisit those characters, especially yeah. that, what was her number nine or something? Whatever her, her colleague was her name. I don't, uh, I don't need to have another Stranger Thing. It, it could just be tangentially. It could just be in this world. I just want more fun, crazy things. Because if this is true, what else is true in that world? Crazy stuff. Uh, it's funny enough, though, you know, the, the, the hype mill tries to get me going for so many different things. And usually I can see them a mile coming. Man, this Stranger Things, though, I don't know if it's the years, the fact that we've that it's been going on for so long, but like, boy, am I excited, boy, boy, am I ready for more of it? I can't believe they're making us wait so long. I can't wait for the new one to come out to yeah. see all of the stuff because man, this season was so fun. Season was fun, and I feel like the ending that we're going to get in a couple of weeks, where we get these final two episodes, it's either going to wreck us collectively, or it's going to like satisfy us and to find out that there's another season coming. It's going to collectively break our hearts. I think it's going to break our hearts. I mean, I mean, it's already been an emotional. Can we handle that in this economy? Can we handle oh, a collective heartbreak? I don't know if everyone gets depressed when stranger things happen and no one goes to work the next day for mental health days. Does the economy just shut down because everyone needs a mental health day? Yeah, they no, killed I- off. They killed off Joyce. He like t- Taylor. He dropped her. The, the, the monster bit, and he tried to catch her, and tr- she just fell. And he can't. He's like, no. Like I don't know. Any of them could die. It's too much. Any of them can die, and I'm gonna be emotionally wrecked. I'm gonna like. Oh, I'm gonna have you know, like. You know who's an unsatisfying death? If Nancy's parents die, the the two parents. The that, if the dad and the mom like are like, we'll stay here. If they die, I'll be very sad because I feel like they are normies and shouldn't be involved in all of this. It's like they were innocent. They, they were didn't innocent. deserve this. They did nothing to deserve this. They have They're- no idea what's going on. It's like yeah. like uh, like the kid's cat, Dustin's cat. Like when that got eaten, I was like, the cat had nothing to do with this. That's a good cat. The cat's such a good cat. Leave him alone. Yeah, no, but you know, I don't know, man. Stranger Things. I think this finale is going to wreck us, I, one yeah, way or another. I, I think it's going to. I think it's going to be sad. I think it's going to be so sad. I think we're going to. I think we're. I, I. Uh, the way that the story unfolded, the way that we were brought into what Eleven did, and how and how she will feel guilty for this. She's going to feel guilty for this. She was the one who threw him through the hole in the wall. I mean, she is responsible for this and she feels like she's got to take action for it. So yeah, no, the moment she finds out that number one is the monster, it's going to break her. She's going to rip it. She's going to go through that dimension and destroy everything that's over there. She's going to bring 
four pairs of roller skates. She is going to kill everybody with roller skates, as many people as she can. She's going to have them floating around her and using them as weapons. Just... <laughs> also, we're out of time, so we can't even talk about birthday parties at roller rinks. But man, I think I might need to get roller blades in my life again. I think I'm ready to go back to blading. Well, come come up and visit. We actually have a roller rink down the street from my house, and I'm like, I'm I'm going to go. Do they play sure, sick nineties sick nineties jams in there? I think it was early two thousand, but we can make requests. We can okay, make it. Okay. We can have it. <laughs> All uh, right, I everyone. Watch you in my room, Taylor. I just boom, boom, boom. I watch you in my room forever Taylor, in my room. That's you played that song on an unhealthy level. <laughs> we can play any of the DDR songs. They can play Butterfly for us. Whatever you want to oh dance to. Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, if you want to support our channel and uh, keep us and help us keep doing what we're doing, uh, go patreon.com slash the cultured nerd. Again, I've been your host, Taylor Murphy, my co-host, Michael Santel, and our 10 beautiful and wonderful supporters. Thank each and every one of you for supporting us. And then, you know, thank you all for joining us. Uh, like, subscribe, scan that QR code if you've not seen any of our stuff before. Uh, we will see you all next time. Uh, be good people. Stay hydrated. We'll see you soon.